Test, one, two, test, test, test. Why would that, that's my question, test, 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 one, two, three. That may be it, right there. Hello and welcome to another session of Audio Input Podcast. Session. Episode session. It doesn't mm. matter. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Troy Vita. Over here, we have Shay Salgado. I'm Jacob. I'll claim. <laughs> All, right. All right. And we have a couple of uh, things we want to do. We're going to talk about what we're listening to. We're going to play a little game. You'll learn about that later. A game? A game. <laughs> Hardly a game. It's, but... it's, it's, it's fun like a game. Uh, so we're going to start with what we're listening to. Recently, I've actually... I listened. I never been that in a podcast, which is weird to say because I'm I'm introing a podcast right now. I don't listen to other people's podcasts that much. Agree, but uh, <laughs> agree. I've been listening to a lot of my brother, my brother and me. Oh, I love great that. show my brother because one of my friends showed me a bunch of clips and like got me to be like, all right, I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to like it's you know. I started at the beginning though, um, a couple episodes in. You, you started, started like episode one? Yeah, it's really like low five. There's not a, wow. like a canon. You can just start with the most yeah. recent You know, one. I just felt like I needed to know their story. I mean, there's there's 400 episodes now, so you got a lot of catch it up to It's going to be a lot of time. I'm in episode one, or I'm in episode three now. Check it's, out the, it's funny so far. Check out the TV show. It's go, good. Yeah, good I might just like try to find highlights instead because it's a lot of uh, a lot of content to sift yeah, through. That's a lot. They, they just did a great ep- the podcast episode from the uh, red carpet of the premiere of Jimmy Buffett's uh, Escape to Margarita and yes. musical for their 400 episode. <laughs> that's really funny. That was great. Can we get the McElroys on, on this podcast? Do you think we, we could? If we can Skype them in, maybe. I don't know. All three of them? Know. We could have six <laughs> people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, in terms of music-wise, though, uh, recently I made, I made like a, like a dumb tweet about the Beatles and it like reminded me that I liked that band. So I listened to like a lot of the Beatles. What was the tweet? Do you remember what it read? Um, oh, I like it was, it was, um, I get by with a little help from my friends, but it was like, oh, BI. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Um, and I just, so I listened, so I, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I like that music. So I listened to Sergeant Peppers and I listened to like a few other ones. And yeah, it's like, this is like a really good band that I, uh, you know, the Beatles are good. I would say. That's, I would say yeah, that's, that. a good, that's, that's a kind good, of a that's hot a good, take, but the Beatles are good. I, I, are good. I feel like in the court of public opinion, people are turning against the Beatles, at least on my social media channels. It's, it's weird. Really? Yeah. I, every time I see that, I, I can't be bothered with that. I mean, they're the Beatles. They're like, they're really good. <laughs> I mean, the, the popular opinion will always be that the Beatles are good. Probably. But when you, when you, when you hang around a irony-soaked uh, music social media... They're always talking about how the Beatles are bad and how... Uh, I think hating popular things is not cool anymore. Like, that's, like, so, like, mid-2000s, you know? Hating popular things. <laughs> hating popular things yeah. will always be cool. <laughs> Beatles I guess. Fiddler rules. Yeah. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on this podcast hating popular things. Check out Burger Records. I, yeah. I, I, and I can't remember if anybody else has, but we have made vocal death threats against Ed Sheeran on this show. I so talk, I don't we, know. Yeah, we lost that episode. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Didn't we list that one? Yeah, it's, it's, okay, it's, well, no. it's, down, it's down in the vault. No, that didn't happen. Never Ed mind. Sure. Yeah, send some people. Yeah. No, we love you, Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Shane? Come on the show. To? Uh, well, if we're talking about podcasts, I'm always listening to Chapo because uh, I'm lazy. This other, oh, in wow. music, um, let's see. We'll start with my Scrabbles. All right, Last FM. The it's band. Scrabbles. Don't know what Scrabble is. The band. 16 Scrabbles. I was going through a band phase. It's probably more in the past week. But uh, yeah, I love the band and I always will. Joni Mitchell, 22 Scrabbles. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, 24 Scrabbles. 
Neil Young, 40 Scrabbles. Mm. Buffalo Springfield, 46 Scrabbles. Can any of you guess the top Scrabbled group? The Grateful Dead? No, it's Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, no, you I love- You pulled one over my eyes. I've uh, listened to a lot of Laurel Canyon music. I love that stuff. Oh, God, it's so good. Ohio, um, there's this video, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Just Google, like, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, live, 1970. And it's them at Fillmore East, Bill Graham's Fillmore East, and uh, they do Ohio and Southern Man. It's really intense. It's really good. Cutting yeah. edge stuff. We got this this album that was like a really bad folk album uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? in our mail for our first station. And there was, was a by Crosby Stills. There was a, no, no, no. There was a cover of uh of um Heart of Gold on it. That's good. And like he sounded like he he almost sounded like Neil Young, which is weird. He sounded like he was doing like an almost accurate Neil Young impression. He just had a really bad voice. Do you think you can do a Neil Young impression? I sing um, not speaking. I don't know what he sounds like speaking. The the song um I've been um I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a miner for a heart of gold. I can't do it. <laughs> I've never heard a Neil song in my entire life. So, but uh, yeah, no, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I'm I'm still on that classic rock kick. Everyone knows. Everyone it's knows. We know. We've been known. Look, one I of the. Feel the same. Yeah, no, they're just it's quality music. Even if uh, it's uh, good rock and roll music. Yeah, my. But I also I just want to relate a story about David Crosby. Um, apparently jamming with Graham Nash in the 80s and stopped the jam to pick up his shattered crack pipe. Oh, no. Because by this point, he was free <laughs> And then and I remember Yikes. I was watching a documentary, Graham Nash was like, that's when I knew I couldn't work with David anymore <laughs> until he finally, he got himself in order. Oh, yeah, no. So that's that's me. What have you been listening to? Yeah, Jacob. Like Sorry, I'm drinking water. Jacob. That's so um, professional. Uh, you, you two, you guys come in here every other week and talk about pavement for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought I should check out this band. So I listened to Bright in the Corners by Pavement, and I liked it. Don't don't yeah. fool yourself. We talk about Pavement in between the weeks too. <laughs> like it's not just it's on not this just podcast. No. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's a good album. Um. I've been listening to their uh. There's a band called Summer Camp. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. They did the uh the uh, soundtrack for this like ninety minute video essay about high school movies from like ninety five to two thousand five. It, uh, it's very niche. It is very niche, <laughs> but um, it's good. It's like uh, ambient indie rock kind of music. Right. I liked it. Um, also, on the way here, I was listening to uh, Baby Metal by Baby Metal. Classic band. Wait, what was the deal with uh, the summer camp thing? What was that? They, uh, there's a movie called Beyond Clueless that is basically a 90-minute video essay about like high school movies from like the 90s and early 2000s, and they did the uh, soundtrack for it. All right. It's good. Check it out. I think oh. it's on Netflix and Baby Metal. Oh, yeah. By the way, also on Netflix is uh, the three-hour documentary, The History of the Eagles, which I, <laughs> <laughs> which I also watched. Yeah. What did you well, give me your review of The History of the Eagles? I still don't really care about the Eagles, but the movie is <laughs> compelling. I mean, they're like a hit machine. It's kind of crazy that they uh, they did all they're from, that. Uh, they're, from, they're from Denton. They're from Denton. Are they? The Eagles? No, yeah. the, the Eagles are from L.A. The Eagles are from are from Denton. Aren't not, they? No, the Eagles. The Eagles formed in Los Angeles. <laughs> the Eagles are from Los Angeles. Why would a band from Denton write a song called Hotel California? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. No, Aren't no, they? Don Henley is, uh, he's from like Linden, Texas, which so, is like what, northeast. They're, they're, I went to UNT ass, for a semester Texas. and they claimed Don Henley like went to school. There. He, maybe he, he went he, to uh, school. Oh, well, UNT. yeah, he did. He went to, he think, went to I UNT. I think that's what I'm thinking. Because there's, there's a, in, in one in the dining hall of the dorm I lived in at UNT, there's like a big picture of uh, yeah. Don Henley on yeah, one of the walls. Yeah, he was. Uh, another one of the walls is Nora Jones. So I, I get to choose who to look 
it while I eat. Can we, can we get a stat? They need to get a statue of Don Henley like the one we have of LBJ. And just, yeah. like, <laughs> just him stepping on the tops of the heads of the no, just, <laughs> like no, the, the inscription should just be like some like backstage like thing he said to like some other bandmate like you're a stupid fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the the public inscription. Oh God! Um, did y'all know that Armageddon is nearly three hours long? The Michael Bay film that that was uh, three hours long. It was about three hours long. Apparently, all Michael Bay films are really, really long. That that's true. Yes. But uh, "Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith was on that soundtrack. I love that song. Wasn't a "Can't Miss a Thing" made for that soundtrack? I think it was. Actually, it was. Yeah. Great song. Was, um, that's why we got to come back from blowing up this asteroid. Wait, are you t- are you talking about "Don't Want to Miss a Thing"? Yes, because I don't want to miss. That, a no, thing. that was what for, I say? That was for Con Air, wasn't it? No. No, it was in Con from, Air, wasn't it? I think I it was. Think so. I think yeah, it was, it was totally in Con Air. I don't think it was in Con Air. I, it was definitely in Con Air. There's no way it was in both Con Air and Armageddon. <laughs> no, I, I refuse I, to believe it was, that. I think it was made because Liv, uh, what was it? Liv, Liv Tyler? Yeah. She's in Armageddon, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Along with Rain Over Me, the uh, Adam Sandler 9-11 movie. <laughs> anyway. Um, Which also has great music. So, what I've been listening to, uh, since we briefly talked about podcasts, um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, you talking you two to me, and uh, should we? The winds. There, yeah, there's some the wind fortune. Blowing. It's fine. Is it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, uh, I've been listening to a lot of you talking you two to me. Uh, yeah. This is the podcast, the comprehensive and encycl- encyclopedic podcast about you two. Scott Ackerman. Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott talk about every you two album. They had you two on the on the podcast for a moment. They did. They did. And uh, yeah, great podcast. They're doing an REM cast now. Uh, it's called like, are you talking REM replying to me? I think something like that. Anyway, great podcast, but a music, uh, new stuff. I've been listening to a lot of albums these past couple weeks, uh, new stuff, uh, new hop along album. Great. Oh yeah. Been, uh, on repeat. Um, what else? Uh, sister cities by the wonder years. I've been listening to a couple times. Um, Pretty good album, better than their last one. Uh, the Wonder Years are kind of a, a big band in my life. I don't know if you guys ever listened to The Wonder Years at any point, but they were a pop punk band, and then now they aren't. But they're good, so check that out. Um, this one album has been really uh, captivating, captivating me lately. It's called the Now You Are One of Us by The Paper Chase. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this album. Um, it is the band of John Congleton, who is probably more known nowadays for being a producer. He produced Anti-Socialites by Always oh, last wow. year. And uh, he engineered um, that St. Vincent album that I can't remember the name of. Mass Education. Mass Seduction. Mass Mass Seduction. Yeah, that's it. And then produced the self-titled. But uh, it's this album. It's like I would describe it as like theatrical post-hardcore because it's got like it's got like the janky and like atonal guitars of like the Jesus Lizard and like shellac and all that but it's got like these strings and like pianos in it and it's like a concept album about like evil and fear and it's all about just like depraved disgusting things and yeah. about how like we're we're like doomed as a species and like Donald how there's Trump. always something <laughs> Donald Trump you know, I think it's time we do a retrospective of Now You Are One of Us through the lens of the 2016 presidential election. <laughs> I hope you're listening to John Congleton. But uh, yeah, it's a really like, it's it's got really intense lyrical imagery, so I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. But it's a really unique album that I've never really heard anything like. So check that out if you're into post-hardcore. But yeah, I think that's about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so... 
another thing we wanted to talk about. So our good our good buddy Clayton, um, he's in the room actually. You just heard him talk. Uh, he wrote an article. He's one of our journalists. Uh, side notes everywhere here. Side note. He's one of our journalists, and he wrote an article that was the five worst rate your music the five lowest rated uh, albums on rate your music, and uh, talked about them. So uh, we wanted to talk about that. So you want me to talk about talking about that? Yes. Yeah. We want, we want to talk about that with you. Are you talking RYM to me? Um, Great. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting one. sued. Um, yeah, uh, that was rough. <laughs> those, are, those are some bad albums. Well, okay, what, what was in the bottom five? Uh, bottom five was uh, the fifth. And this this list is like always updating because shit is always coming out <laughs> and getting bad ratings. But uh, number five from when I listened to it was a Rebirth by Lil Wayne. Uh, number four was... Uh, www.soldierboytellem.com <laughs> uh, Number three was uh, Crazy Frog's Crazy Hits. Uh, number two was... Um, God, I have to remember the title of this album. Um, I think it's I Don't Like It But The Kids Love It by a Broken Side. Oh my God. And uh, finally... No, actually, here's the thing. These albums were switched around, but I reviewed them in a different order because I totally disagreed with the rating, but... The worst album was Angelic to the Core by uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, a legendary uh, 80s child actor. What was your favorite album of that, of that five? <laughs> Fa- favorite's, kind of, uh, <laughs> favorite's kind of got a weird context of, of, in this of one. Of the five. The one that like I enjoyed the most or the one that was like the worst? The one that you enjoyed the most. The one that you would listen to again. Angelic to the Core. Okay. Why? It's like, that album is like... An experience like it's like an hour and a half long it's just genre hopping it's like i played that song for you guys in the car one time like yeah that yeah, one that sounded like swing from another room that big band yeah. like sinatra <laughs> ripoff like and then there's like dubstep on it fred durst is on a song <laughs> Snoop dogs on a song it's absolutely wild and i would recommend that everybody take a listen to it Corey feldman is insane Corey Feldman is insane <laughs> he uh he did a music video for a song of that album called Ascension Millennium mm-hmm. and it's uh not good it, it's bizarre it, it's he is trying very hard to do the whole like like one take music video just me walking around look how crazy my mansion is it's fucking awful <laughs> it's yeah like, it's one of the worst music videos I've ever seen and, and the the women in that album I mentioned it briefly in the article are um are women he refers to as angels and he, he's pretty much playing like a, a Hugh Hefner type role where these women just live with him in a very odd situation. He says he doesn't have sex with them. I don't know for sure. He's their dad. He says, he says he's in, their dad. <laughs> he says in the album he doesn't have sex with them? Oh, no. He, he said outside the album. Okay. He, he doesn't. He, he, he made a point. <laughs> I do not have sex with these women. Well, in, in, in the album, he has a little like Charlie's Angels sketch with them where like. He is Charlie, like giving them a mission, and he's like telling them to like go out there and be positive and, and wait, be wait, sexy. Let me, let, me, let me get let me get this straight. Corey Feldman in real life has these women living with him. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait. Yes. This is real. He's yes. Vol- he's Valsell. He's Val. <laughs> Shay Corey Feldman is most definitely in so Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, I'm looking at this album cover. It's pretty, it's cool. There's like lava on it. (laughs) (laughs) If if there's one thing you could say about that album cover, it's that there is lava on it. Yeah. It's him being pulled, uh, 
through like a, those a charge. Are his, those are his angels. He's being pulled from hell by yeah, his angels. Yeah, I was going to say that's hell by some angels. Um, yeah. That he doesn't have sex with. Do you think? Do you think that's actually the worst album ever released, or is it just like the most hated album? Oh no, the worst album ever released is by some shitheads in a garage somewhere in like Columbus, Ohio, just like making really bad music. Okay, so it's, just, it's, just, like, it's just Black Keys. It's just, that's just it's the Black Keys. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Yeah. Like that one. That's rude. <laughs> Wait, can we, do we have to be nice to the Blackies still? They're not Indian no, anymore, right? No, no, we can. All right, fuck know. the Blackies. They suck. But um, yeah, like I, I think like we'll never hear like the one. <laughs> 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 for, 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 for those who aren't in the room right now, <laughs> Shane just showed me a picture of the Crazy Frog Presents Crazy Hits album. Zoomed in on Crazy Frog's visible penis <laughs> on the album cover. He's- Crazy Frog is only wearing uh, like headphones <laughs> and uh, a Hawaiian shirt and dangling just under like his Hawaiian shirt is his, <laughs> is his crazy penis. <laughs> that that yeah. was legitimately like a part of his design for a yeah. while. Well, like, that's what I want to ask you is Crazy Frog. I mean, that's clearly the worst one, right? Well, crazy Frog was the worst one. I want to. I, I think in terms of the album that like I had the least fun listening to, it was Crazy Frog. Crazy yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that album is is just um, you you know what it is? It, it's just EDM remixes of songs that already exist. <laughs> yeah. And then Crazy Frog every now and then goes like, <laughs> there's a guy we got a CD from one time who is like kind of like Crazy Frog. Like he just does remixes of really well known songs, but they're all like old like folk songs and protest songs. His name is Peace Man. Troy yeah, and I had a whole yeah, day yeah. where we just explored yeah, this so guy. Peace Man, there's a picture there's a picture of him cut out and in, 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 uh, taped onto my computer out there. But uh he does he does he does like, club hit cover he did a cover of um Let It Be. Let, let it be. Yeah. He did he did Imagine. He did uh what times that times they are changing. Mm-hmm. Um and he just like there's like it's like those songs, but just just all they are is like uh is like a, a generic like club like doo, doo, actually doo, doo, and like him just singing the songs badly over that. He oh, now yeah. I think he is kind of a Corey Feldman type character because he's like a multimillionaire also, <laughs> and he has like a house in the Bahamas and he has like huge parties there all the time. You want you want to hear another crazy connection? Yeah, the last song on Angelic to the Core is a cover of John Lennon's "Working Class Man," "Working Whoa. Class Hero." Well. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. <laughs> well, he is, you know. He, he's a working class hero. Yeah. <laughs> he really does represent <laughs> the working class. Mm-hmm. If, if, you gave, if you gave any working class man, like, electronic instruments, he'd probably make the same thing. Speaking of bad music, The Offspring and 311 are touring this summer. And Did you just call that? Offspring bad? No, more 311 than Offspring. Did you just call 311 bad? 311 are better than the Offspring. 311 are better than the Offspring. Ah. 311 are better than the Offspring. Oh, no, no. no. All, all mixed up can beat any of the Offspring songs. Look, like, the Offspring genuinely had some classic grunge albums yeah. back in the day. Smash, dude. Did you even play Crazy Taxi? Did you even no, play I actually, Crazy I didn't Taxi? know. Crazy Taxi is a great I, game. I, I bought Smash when I was like 14 and um, promptly realized that, yeah, there, there are two good songs on this and it's the ones that I already bought on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Self-esteem is indeed a banger, though. Um, no, don't say that. Don't, don't say either of those bands suck. That's rude. Oh. Sorry, 311. Oh, I want 311. I want 311 on the show one day. Yeah. We need you to know. keep those bridges. Investigate 311. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Rate Your Music... Uh, me and Jacob were talking earlier about about this whole uh, rate your music thing, 
And we decided to look at what the uh, the top albums of all time rate music were. And when we got into this room, we realized that um, Clayton and Shay do not know what the five are. Mm-hmm. So uh, we thought it'd be fun if they try to guess. See, I, but we, we have insider knowledge. I, yeah, I, I accidentally revealed some information before we started what recording. What information did you reveal? They, they know two of the albums that are on the top five. <laughs> we do know. In, in, in what number? Which albums? I, d- I didn't tell them what numbers, but they know what two we, albums. We, we know that OK Computer and Kid A by Radiohead are on there. Which okay. I was going to put on there. I mean, anyway. So you got, you got three other yeah. albums that it could be. Mm-hmm. But you have to determine the ranking, too. But the, so. the, the, ranking? the insider yeah. knowledge oh, that what? me and Shay have yeah. is that we... I, I was, Shay probably was because we have similar tastes and this is how this usually happens. We were once pretentious music fucks at a point <laughs> and like most of the user base on RIM. So I have to get, I have to get back into that mindset. Now I watch three hour documentaries about the Eagles. <laughs> Post ironically. No, I was interested. I had to know. Yeah. Um, okay. So Velvet Underground and Nico are de- is definitely on there. In the top five rate music albums. In the top five, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that in the airplane over the sea is over there. In top five, I okay, guess two. In top five. So you basically have one spot left because you know two of the other ones. Oh no! Uh, I'm gonna say it's loveless. <laughs> Could I go through? Could I? I have some candidates. Okay. This is what I. This is okay, what this I wrote. Shay's top five. So this is this is a. Uh, I don't know if I have a top five. I'm just gonna try to. I I may, I have listed some albums. I'm gonna try to see if any of the ones that I have listed are in that missing spot. So obviously, Kid A and OK Computer, I listed those. Uh-huh. Done. We're done with those. We are. In the airplane, which I put down, confirmed in there, uh-huh. I put my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh. In the top five. That's the top five. Is that it? I'm not saying. We- <laughs> I'm oh. not saying <laughs> I thought that was I'm a like, I'm like 99% <laughs> sure Okay, next I put Meriwether Post Pavilion. I don't really like that album. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the more, hot the more, take. The more I look at this list and like hear you guys talk about your guesses, I'm more like mad about what the real list is. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like none of them. I did put the Velvet Underground and Nico, but last one that I have is Trout Mask Replica by Captain Beefheart. No, really? no, I would think so. I, just I would thought be that very maybe upset if it was, it was Trout Mask Replica. The last, the last spot is Loveless. I'm calling it yeah, right really? now. It's Loveless. Okay, Troy, what is the top five rate your music albums? I don't know. How, how is this determined by highest rating overall or most it's ratings? Like, it's like Actually, highest ratings and most ratings. Yeah. Okay. G- give us give us the top 10. Top, top 10. 10. Because I want to hear a little more. Okay. okay. Start from t- start from number 10. Number yeah. 10 is The Beatles Revolver. Okay. Good album. Good album. Number nine yeah. is The Beatles' Abbey Road. I think Revolver's uh, better. Two, two Beatles in a row is a little suspect. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, it's a little much. Uh, number eight is The Beach Boys with Pet Sounds. Which is Troy, which? Troy and I had a fight about which? this earlier today because I don't care about that album. It's very oh, good. No. That's, I, very I listened good. to it today again. I don't care about that album. I don't think it's it belongs so in the good. top ten. I, I, always, I always see people like kind of dissing it. I don't know if this is, is your case, but the one that sticks out to me is I remember I was on like I was on Facebook. Like I was on Facebook, guys. And um, some dude was like, I don't care about, you know, pet sounds. I like Iggy Pop. And I think that, um, like, he just, his the, his argument was kind of that Iggy Pop hits harder, which is true. But uh, I feel like that that is, like, a real, like, 14-year-old way to go about this. Because that's, like, what I thought when I was, like, 15. I was like, I, I liked the Beatles, but they don't go as hard as Nirvana does. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't go hard. They don't bang. Yeah, I'm and not- I think that, you know, the songs on Pet Sounds are way, I mean, probably better. I mean, look, Iggy Pop and the Stooges really good and his solo stuff is really good but um you know i don't i don't think one time i was at a party in which all of you were there oh wow. and oh. you you one of your friends was there brian bala is that him are you calling him by name uh, yeah okay so brian bala you were there yeah and his, you last were, name, his last name is bala his last name that's B- kick ass b-h-a-l-l-a wait why is that why is like, like bala, bala. 
Bala. Never even occurred to me. Brian Bala. He was talking shit about pet sounds, and I was I was slightly inebriated, so I was about to throw hands. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was getting really mad. You're gonna throw hands at me right now? No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> but give, <laughs> give me drunk and then talk shit about pet sounds in front of me, and I will throw hands. Have you never cried? God only knows. Jacob? No. I haven't. My look, my my go-to is uh, I just wasn't made for these times. That's a good one. That's a, such well, a that that one just gets increasingly more relatable as as you yeah. you grow as as I, the times become yeah like less made for you, like yeah, um exactly. yeah yeah like uh I just I don't know how you can argue that that wasn't cutting edge at the time. It has a theremin in it. No, it also has a theremin. <laughs> I'm there's, not, a, there's a theremin solo in that song. Let, let me tell you, I this past August, I moved out away from home for the first time. Yeah? In, into the city. Oh, <laughs> and, oh okay. I see where this is going. Yeah. That's not me hits me harder than that's ever not, before. That song is so like ahead of its time in terms of relatability. <laughs> like, yeah, no. That's not me as good. It's great. What's even crazier, though, look, Smile Sessions. On, I don't think I've ever listened to Spotify. Smile Go check out Smile Sessions. If you, if you like pet sounds, go check out Smile Sessions. It's a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff, but um, I, mean, I think most of it's good. Yeah. I'm going to get on with a little this. further into this list. Uh, number seven is um, Loveless. Not better than Pet Sounds. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, <coughs> number six is uh, In the Court of the Crimson King, which I've never listened to before. Sorry. Right. All right, now we're getting to the top five. and this, I, I'm just mad because there's, there's like a couple repeat artists in the top five, which uh, I think is kind of whack. Um, Pink Floyd with Wish You Were Here in the five slot. That was the one I was mad about because that is why is um, that in there? I mean, I mean, it's a good album, but like I say Dark Side's better than that. Well, it's we'll, been a long time. We'll get time. to Dark Side. Okay. Um, so number four is, is Kid <laughs> no. A, three is Vote Underground on Nico, and then two is Dark Side, and then one is OK Computer. All right. I was just mad well, because wait, why do they put so many, so many? Was uh, Pink Floyd? That's that's funny because I I used to uh, he's returned recently, but I, I used to be really into this critic called um, Chris Ott. He used to write for Pitchfork in the early days, and now he sort of does his own thing. I wrote an article about that, and um, but you know he called the uh, he called like Radiohead. He I remember he used to have an ask and like an Ask FM, and like someone like was in it was like, oh man, dude, I I didn't want to face reality, but you're right. Radiohead is just like Pink Floyd for like the '90s. <laughs> And he's like, yes, that's exactly right. And so here we have it. I mean, that's not a bad yeah, thing. The, the, you know, Pink Floyd are good. But their best song, though, is secretly, uh, What's uh, the Deal? That's their best song. It's <laughs> a good title. It's <laughs> their best title. All right, here's, here's, um, here's, here's, another, uh, here's another rate your music game. Um, what, do you th- what do you think the first, the highest rated album that's less than 10 years old is, and where do you think it is in the list? Oh, uh, it's, Mer- it's Meriwether Post Pavilion, and it's... Obviously, outside of the top 10, mm. I'm going to say wow. that it's at 14. 14? Okay. I'm going to go uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Maybe the Post Pavilion is now 11 years old, by the way. Oh. No, 2000, 2009. Strawberry Jam. Oh, seven is Oh, okay. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. I remember Idiot. because I uh, also Chris Scott was talking about how like pitchfork politics, like, oh yeah, of course they had to give it to 2009 to Meriwether Press Pavilion because I didn't give it to him from 2007. You know, <laughs> Clayton, where, where do you think the highest rated hip hop album is on on this list? Like, how high do you think it is? Um, uh, outside of the top 15 for sure. Uh, I want to say like 22. 22. Wait, I think I'm like I don't know. Good Kid in Mad City. I don't think it, I don't whatever it is. Or it's not good. Kid Mad Butterfly City. or or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I think it's probably one of those three. I'm gonna go with uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because in my time, like looking at people talk about this stuff, like on the internet, 
and obnoxious faces, they would mention that a lot. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to put that maybe at like, I don't know, like 18 or something. I don't know. All right. So start start with the, the 10 years. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the highest, rate, highest rated one under 10 years old is Kendrick Lamar's Pimple Butterfly <gasps> at 41. Oh, what? Whoa. 41. Right? What's the one? What's the one right above it? What's like, what, what is 40? What oh, something bad. But hip hop's always been like kind of, kind of, uh, yeah. Like, Especially in like Grammys and like all this like uh, yeah, hip-hop's always been like especially under, when you're dealing with a uh, primarily white user yeah. base. Like number forty is Malcolm Moore's the number heist. forty is <laughs> <laughs> number thirty nine is uh, the Eminem yeah. show. Number forty is Blonde on Blonde, which is it's just cool. That's uh, kind of low. That yeah, that is kind of low. But I I I think that uh, I see just above it is the Benz. <laughs> the Benz the Benz is an album that probably isn't better than Blonde on Blonde, and Blonde on Blonde and the Benz probably aren't as good as To Pimp a Butterfly. You think? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a, that's a hot take. Yeah, that's what I said. That's I, I like, I like sticking the bends. with it. I like the bends. I like the bends too, bends but uh, I'm a big bendy fan. Troy got a message on Tinder. <laughs> that was a match. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a new connection. Troy's pimping at all times. But um, yeah, uh, I, I think that they are very preoccupied with music with guitars, which is something I can relate to because most of what I listen to is music with guitars. But yeah. I think that they are not a very diverse. Well, then why artist. isn't that Lil Wayne album up there? That is guitars, isn't it? It does have guitars. <laughs> it really does. I think, like I said, like people aren't hip to to rebirth yet. Give it, give it a few years. Let this, uh, let this emo rap thing yeah, come. You and told go. me once that that uh, rebirth was like the the yeah. first emo rap. It was the first emo rap album. It was the first bedroom pop album. <laughs> like when you go to like Wikipedia and it says like contemporary reviews were negative. Like and you're like, what was that like? You know, when people like didn't recognize this masterpiece. <laughs> like this is we're living that I'm, I'm, for these other things. Yeah, we're living in a historical moment. Like yeah, sooner or later, like the next Bandcamp artist or like I don't know, like fucking like soccer mommy's gonna come out and be like, you know, rebirth. Was a big influence on my work. <laughs> just, just that lo-fi rock sound just kind of <laughs> inspired me, and the in the way that you know, Lil Wayne's vocals are barely intelligible. Just like, yeah, you know. Okay, here's another game. Where's Neutral Milk Hotel on this list? Because you guys know it's not in the top ten. We do now. Fifteen. Yeah. We, whoa. All right. Uh, nice even fifteen. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna put it at. Uh, 16 because that's how old Anne Frank was when uh, she was forever immortalized and then I don't know then uh Whoa. Jeff Mangum really went there yeah know? Jeff Mangum really took a liking to Anne Frank I feel like I, I, I feel like that's simultaneously the most over discussed and under discussed aspect of the album which is kind of weird to me because everybody's like oh listen to the weird Anne Frank little, folk album but nobody wants to talk about like the creepy. way he talks about the, like Anne the, Frank. The, the imagery I don't know like right? the I don't I don't want to Talk about it. Well, I, well, like I, I kind of, I guess I kind of understand Stuff about that. like semen standing mountaintops and like I don't. So I, I was, <laughs> I, I just want to put it out of the record. I was just joking. I mean, I don't think those songs are about Anne Frank. They are about Anne Frank. They are about They're, they're like she is the you. Like she's the you when he says like, yes. You like he, he's talked we, about how he other. was reading like the diary of Anne Frank and he like fell in love with her while he was reading it and recording the album. I do not think that Jeff Mangum wants to fuck Anne Frank, <laughs> but I, I do think he kind of falls in love with her as a concept. Like maybe she just like represents something like really. He said, pure at one point to he says, "He says I wish I could save you in some kind of time machine." Yeah, that's a weird line, right? It's it's uh, <laughs> that's weird. Stra- right? Strangely, it's not the weirdest line about Anne Frank on that album. But, but I, uh, look, it's set just, stage, the annex, you hear a rumbling <laughs> Frank, through the wall, a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Wait, is Anne Frank a Ready Player One? It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's Schindler List too, and Liam Neeson. He's they're like Liam Neeson. You have to you have to do your thing again. And he's like, not this time. I'm gonna need a friend. And then Jeff Mangum <laughs> walks out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Mangum with an eye patch walks out of the shadows and says, "I need to talk to you about the Anne Frank Initiative." <laughs> We gotta cut this, right? We can't. No, no, we can't keep this. I want to think. Like, keep in no, mind can... thing about the set stage, the annex rumbling. That was gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Texas um, State and the Texas State University system. I didn't know this. Is this, is this, is this, is this the bit that we're submitting um, to the college? I didn't know about Anne Frank yeah, before is. I came this here. This is what we're submitting to, to the, uh, the college uh, broadcasting. It's 15, by the way. You were right. Okay, we're spot on, which is kind of really which is wow. kind of amazing as it a seemed, guess. It seemed. It just. I felt it. I felt it in my heart. Um, um, is there anything else noticeable, notable about that list? I can't. Um, it's like not very good. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Call some um, highlights. There's, I mean, you got Miles Davis in eleven. Kind of blue. O- almost, almost a jazz album in the top ten. You know. Yeah. Oh, nice. Know, Led yeah. Zeppelin twelve. Right. I thought for a second uh, I thought you were calling Kind God. of Blue almost a jazz album. <laughs> it's almost. Uh, you know, Unknown Pleasures is like eighteen. Then right above it, I Love Supreme. Yeah, I love Supreme. 18 is really high for unknown pleasures. Pink Moon is on there, and I just want to point See, out that Brighter Later is better this than is, this Pink is, Moon. This is literally like, it's like, a, it's like a review aggregate. So even like like any review is aggregate. So any, anything that like is the most like hype album, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like I, it's not necessarily like, I don't. It's, 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 not, it's not a trustworthy source. Not yeah. Trustworthy source. It, it's like, I like, I don't. People are like, oh, that movie has six stars on IMDb. Like, who gives a shit about IMDb ratings? Well, <laughs> what's, what's even more inaccurate nowadays is like, there's a lot of like um, heavy reliance on like Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes is a review aggregate, just like read your music. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't like take into account like the ratings of the albums. Like when you, when you see a hundred percent on a Rotten Tomatoes movie, it's not critics gave this movie. A perfect score. Yeah, it's a hundred percent of critics liked it. Like gave it a mostly positive. Yeah, and and liked can vary. Like can like be like this is the best movie I ever they, saw. They just, put, like they just put like, every review into like liked, somewhat liked, like moderate. It's, it's either fresh or rotten. Yeah. And what can, what constitutes fresh is like, who knows? So. Yeah, all this is just like the most amount of people just like setting up their like their first like ten albums and just like giving everything like five out of five stars. That I did the exact same thing. Exact same <laughs> so, yeah. I want to see what the highest hip hop album. I bet Ready Player it's One a, has like an eighty butterfly, isn't it? No. Oh, I for some reason I was in the. It's it's uh, that was from the last ten years. There's a higher. There's a couple higher. Uh, like older. it's Illmatic. It's Enter the Chamber. Enter the Wu Tang. Thirty Six Chambers Damn. and Illmatic. Yeah. Wow. Which is fair. So, but it's yeah. a, that's only like thirty. It's like thirty two and thirty three. They're still not high. Yeah, it's not high. Ouch. Well, it's because rate your music. You know, rate your music fans. They're, no. uh, yeah, White. they're like uh, fans of Darren Wilson and like all that stuff. Who's Darren Wilson? <laughs> the guy who shot Michael Brown. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I just assume that's what they're like. I mean, like I, I used to be in like a music Facebook group and it was, <coughs> it was, I had to like mute it. It was people like places, spaces like write your music. They just, they, I don't know. At some point it just got draining on me. I was like, I don't want to hear all these people talk about music yeah. and well, why would you ever listen to people talk about music <laughs> <laughs> why would you ever do that well th- those places are really like overrun with like cynicism just like constant overbearing cynicism that just makes it drains you it 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 makes it takes away from your happiness so don't don't go under your music yeah it's yeah. full of darren wilson stands <laughs> yeah. Where, wait so how, how long does that list go 
Oh, I don't know. Like, will it go like theoretically forever? I think it's just like yeah, it's like in order. So where is the where is the first bare naked ladies album? I don't know if I don't know how I can. Find I mean, it. it's already it's already not at one, so it's a travesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you guys use write your music a lot when you like first discovering not music? What did you guys use? I say, what did I? Uh, what did I use? Oh, I kind of, I like. Uh, I feel like I went kind of organically. Like I just heard about things and just listened to them. I don't know. I don't know at what point I I got into music, but uh, I don't know. I used uh, Groove Shark for a long time. I still miss Groove Shark. It was like Spotify, but illegal kind of. Oh. Yeah, I guess I would I would go on MediaFire and I would burn myself copies of albums and put them on my iPod. LimeWire. You know what I looked at? I looked at the New Music Express, NME, classic British rock newspaper. It was full of dumbasses. Full of dumbasses. <laughs> full of bad opinions. They gave AM by Arctic Monkeys a perfect score. Dumb. This was, oh, this was no. a long... You that's, guys that's should. Their ideal. You guys should. Can somebody deal is like leather jacket. While I while Turner. I while I talk, somebody pull up that review because I want to read it to you guys. But like, I don't know if we have a. It's 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 like. They just, they love Arctic Monkeys. They love Oasis. They love Radiohead. They love Coldplay. They love. Oof. They they love a lot of like post punk revival stuff. So they're really into like the Killers and Interpol and that kind of mm. thing. And so that's kind of that informed a lot of my music taste because like the first like kind of out there band I got into was Radiohead like a lot of people like I bought like the first I think the first CD I bought for myself was OK Computer yeah I think way back when I just want to point out that I, I just I decided to see what Muse like just to prove my point about this just being a terrible space the first meme is a uh over, over, over the sea in the air in the aeroplane over the sea, <laughs> over the sea, over the sea. <laughs> and then uh, then uh, then it's a K-pop meme then uh, it's a Burzum meme then uh then we see uh joy division then death grips then uh tom york the picture of tom york being handed pablo honey <laughs> yeah and then a simpsons screen cap. so yeah that's this is a horrible space all right i'm just i'm gonna read you the i'm gonna read i'm gonna quickly read you the first paragraph of this am review because it's absolutely batch insane arctic monkey's fifth record is absolutely and unarguably the most incredible album of their career it might also be the greatest record of the last decade. Ooh. It's not, however, the work of they a... can't do it. Give us a double tap. Like it's, not, <laughs> it's not, however, the work of a band operating at their absolute peak. That's yet to come. It's the work of a band still growing, still fine-tuning, still learning, and still experimenting. A band who will not look back on this record as a career high, but as the moment they stopped being defined by genre and instead became, in italics, artists. <laughs> oh my God. Not a rock band. Definitely not an indie band, but artists. Think Bowie. Think the Beatles. Think Stevie Wonder. And think Bob Dylan. From this point on, Arctic Monkeys can do whatever they want, sound however they like, and always be Arctic Monkeys. But that's for all for another day. Sometimes in their stupidly sometime in their stupidly bright future. For now, we should celebrate this record for what it is. Forty one minutes and fifty seven seconds of near perfection. AM is a terrible album. (laughs) Album's awful. If if you ever wondered like why you shouldn't take the enemy seriously, just, just keep you, reading. You ever, read, you ever read that uh, Pitchfork Kid A review where it starts with like, I've never seen a shooting <laughs> yeah. star before. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, so That's a classic. Yeah, but I gotta say the worst is actually um, the review for uh, the Rapture um, Echoes, written by uh, noted Pitchfork founder slash dumbass. Uh, who's the guy? Condé Nast. <laughs> yeah, Condé Nast. <laughs> yeah, it was written by Condé Nast. <laughs> Yeah, it was just completely overwrought. It was just stupid as hell. I, I can't, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I'm on Mew and uh, 
it's pretty edgy. Pitchfork call out post. So they gave a uh, uh, back when it's on its original lease, they gave uh, something to write home about by the get up kids a two out of ten, which uh, is absolutely criminal. One of the greatest emo albums of all time. They're foolish. They're getting back together. They are getting back. Well, they never broke up. Oh, they're releasing an album. They're releasing it's an album. A while. First in seven years, and they're touring, so that should be nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, for all that Arctic Monkey stuff, we're about to find out, you know, because they're releasing a new album soon. Oh, so. yeah. What is, it, what is it called again? That's some, like... FM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, it's BM. <laughs> it's, 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 it's got it's some weird too. title. It's like the something... The Hotel something. and Casino. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Something like that. And it'll probably be bad. I'm going to hazard a guess and say it's going to be bad. I mean, maybe no. they, maybe they've learned from their Never mistakes. No. Although, although they don't they don't view it as mistakes. I took yeah, at this point they can make any sounds and uh, uh, yeah. tranquility base hotel and casino. That's what it's called. Look, they got like forty or fifty songs because they got like six albums or something, and they uh, like ten of them are good. So ten of the a, songs, ten of those, ten Ooh. of all those forty or fifty songs are good. That's my take. You know, I could compile them. I just don't. I never. I never liked them that much. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. This new album has some really great song titles on it. Uh, one of them is called The World's First Ever Monster Truck Front Flip. Uh, the last song on the album is called <laughs> The Ultra Cheese. Wow. Good. And one of one of the tracks is called Bat Phone. So. That's a good name I for can't a wait. song. I hope it's, are, those, are those are the singles, right? Hopefully. I want to hear them as soon as possible. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's probably just going to be more of the same. I can't imagine well, they change you know, up their sound. Let's, uh, let's look forward to that. I um, are, were you wrapping up? I'm, I was about to wrap. Sorry, you had that wrapping up tone. Sorry, I have one more comment. I'm on rate your music again, and I navigated the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, page, and I just was reminded that there's only one band on the earth with a member named Flea, and it has to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> and that will never cease to make me angry. Can we all just agree that we love the Flea? Flea, Flea's good. Flea's great. I like, I like Flea. I don't like his band. I, 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 hate, I hate the band. I love Flea, Flea's though. cool. Flea's I think cool that guy. totally nice. a singles act. I mean, they got some singles. They're kind of okay. like they're like the Eagles. Before before we go, I want you guys to name me the five good Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Okay, yeah, oh, sure. Oh, no. <laughs> can I, can I start individually or as a yeah, group? None of them. Oh, okay, hey, whoa. Are we going to you now, or are you not even in this because you want us to name them? I want you to name them. Is it? Oh God. Um, I've done nothing but talk about there's stuff no that wrong I hate answer. Today. It's opinions, <laughs> but there's five. There's the is five it, objectively is it, is best. It, uh, five is, objectively? It, is it under the bridge? Oh, under okay. the bridge is one of them. Okay. Okay. Is it? Um. Is it? Give it away. No. That's not one of them. Wait, you're right. Uh, no, that's have you ever horrible. heard "Walk About"? Walk About is one of them. It's on one hot minute. I've never even honestly. Heard. I it's oh, you think I've heard one hot minute? Are you Dude, kidding? It's, I mean, it's so. Up. I'm with Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> From Jane's Addiction. Having a problem where the only good song I can think of is "Under the Bridge." Was was Dave Navarro in that band with uh, Perry Farrell? No, no, he was on Ink Masters. No, <laughs> yeah. Dave Navarro he, was he in that band with uh, Scott Weiland and uh, Slash Velvet Revolver? Velvet Revolver. I can't. I don't. No, he wasn't. That was he wasn't. No, he, okay. I don't think he Is was. California did, I think did you know California Cajun. Did you know Snow Heyo? Can't stop. Hang on. I, I don't want to go. I don't, don't want to get out Velvet stop. Revolver. On the DVD for the Fantastic Four movie from 2004, there's a Velvet Revolver theme song or music video. Is it for the their big song? Yes. And other side, and that's fine. Breaking the girl. No, I never was into other. Is suck my kiss? No. Suck my kiss. If you hear that guitar solo, it kind of. I, I mean, it's I hate a, that name. It's a stupid. So it, it is a stupid is it, song. Uh, is it Blood Sugar? It is a magic? stupid song. What's the name of the album? Is that the name of the song on the no, album? Um, Apache Rose, peace, 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 cock. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll admit I've kind of lost the plot at this point. Yeah, I only like the first one I said, really. So. Higher ground. I think I think Snow Hale was one of them. Higher ground. Higher ground is a cover. Is though. it higher ground? Well, yeah, I mean, but they still, I mean, they still recorded it. Yeah. Uh, I, what, what's that one song? Uh, I'll just say the last one. What's the one? Stand in line to see. The oh my god! I was literally about to say it's not. By the way, it's not. By the way, it is. By the way, it's not. By the way, it's you don't like. By the way, it's, it's, that song is. By the way, it's. By the way, I know, yeah, I know. I, I know. He's, say, he's way, saying that it, I couldn't not, possibly like. By the way, I think by, by the way is fine, but if you're like gonna compile a top five list, which look they got better, they got more. Than okay, five six songs. is scar tissue. Six was scar tissue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All of and their best songs are singles. I'll agree to that. Okay. that. In, in are, conclusion, act. Flea is cool. Watch the wild thornberries, and that's all you need to know about Red Hot Chili <laughs> Whoa, Peppers. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> dropped that one out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, watch that uh, Wild Thornberries movie with the Rugrats. Yeah. That's a good movie. Rugrats Go Wild. Rugrats Go Wild. Okay. And then watch the one where they go to Paris, and then watch the one where... Wait, is the first one where they get stranded in the jungle? No. Yeah, almost, okay, no. The first, the, the, yeah, the first one is where Tommy almost fucking kills his brother. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one is Rugrats Go to Paris. The third one is Rugrats Go Wild. The first Rugrats movie legitimately drew a parallel to Cain and Abel, which is actually fucking bonkers. When when I played my first show ever, we decided that the first song we should ever do is I Want a Mom. And so we did I Want a Mom. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, there is not a dry eye in the audience. That's <laughs> true. Uh, round it out. We never, we never do uh, like plugs on this show, but we all have things going on. Think, so I, I think we should. Yeah, sure. Jacob's got to have something going on. I uh, check out our Studio C videos on the KTSW social media feeds, and I'm also making South by Southwest recap. Yeah, Jacob, there's so much nice. shit for the station. Yeah. Shout, shouts there. out! I made a, a video for Adult Mom, and they retweeted me. Shout, wow. Shouts out! Shouts out! He's made Dope. it. Shay, what you got going on? Um, I think we should all just like put these links. Can we? Is it possible we could just put them in the comments? I can put in the, the, I can put in the, the bio, caption. The bio. In the bio. Like all right, caption. cool. I got a lot of playlists on Spotify that I like. <laughs> <and> I like <laughs> right, just don't look. I don't know. Like I got other stuff going on. I like uh, my we'll studio post, like, thing. At, at least three uh, Shay playlists in this bio. He's he's play, he's playing it coy, but Shay's in a band. Shay's in a band called The Softest, and, and we had a studio C session recently. Yeah, and the video got. I woke up to the. The video I went to YouTube to look up some I don't know guitar video and I saw uh, I was posted. I was like, "Wow, that's me!" I spent like eight hours editing that because somebody messed up on the frame rate when we recorded it. So sorry. I hope you liked it. I did. I did. Thank you. Yeah, Troy. What about you? Uh, Tuesday nights, ten to ten to midnight on this station right on this like eighty nine nine. I have a show. It's um you know alt folk, bluegrass. I was on all country. What's it called? It's called uh, Goodnight Little Arlo. Clayton actually guested on the show yeah. uh, last week. That's cool. Wow. Anyone else wants to guest on the show, hit me up. Dope. Yeah. For you guys and also whoever's hearing it. We should just do that. Let's just have all four of us. Let's just have a podcast <laughs> on the radio. Take over. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm also on Wednesdays from 9 to 11. I'm on with Marcus Fowler. <laughs> I'm just a regular DJ. We're just, I don't have, there's no theme. I'm just playing <laughs> just whatever. Just Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Nice. We still need to have that movie podcast. I've I been just, itching uh, for that. Yeah, we'll do that. I just I just wrote my wrote my first article for the blog in like over a year since coming director. So uh Yeah, you know, shout out Lucy Dacus. Lucy Dacus album review. Go like, fave, retweet, um, reply your thoughts on the album. Uh yeah. All right. Uh, well, me, me, I uh, like they said, I'm a music journalist. I write articles for the blog and I think that's all I do. That and this. You, you think that's I think so. Yeah. Uh, you educate young minds. I'm wor- I'm working on a review for uh, the new Hop Long album, which I already said is fantastic. And uh I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna write an article about the Wonder Years. 
Just letting you know. Well, maybe maybe, maybe that Hopalong album will be out by the time this is out. Probably not. I don't know. The Hopalong album? It's been out. It came out last I week. Mean, I, mean, I meant the review. Uh, I meant to say review. Oh, yeah. All right, so I guess that about wraps it up. Yeah. Um, keep uh, living, keep listening to music, keep resisting. Keep resisting. <laughs> keep resisting. All right. Um, all right, let's end it. We're all putting our right hand fists in the air. What? Okay. At all right. 90 degree on, angle. on three. One, two, three. three. Resist. Resist. <laughs>